worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well, we've devised a test to put the rest your fears There's no need to panic if you lend us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd Sunday. You know what that means. It means that it's a new episode of the It's Canon Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for tuning in and giving us a download. That's right. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Boris. And this week, I am joined by Phil. Hello, nurse. And Tyler. Oh my god. That took me back. Hello, nurse. Like, why are we getting more Animaniacs? <laughs> well, I in just, November, you know, you'll be able to watch more you. on Hulu. Can't Apparently. That. That's right. So, guys, it's a new week. Tons to talk about this week. So this is our news episode where we're going to spend the next 90 minutes or so talking all things news. We're going to be talking all things comics, all things movies, all things toys, all things video games, all things everything. And you know what the best part of it all is? I heard that it's in canon. That's right. It's all in canon. Guys, it's been a hell of a week. Been a fun week been a busy week but i'm so thankful that we're finally recording a news episode together again it's been a bit hasn't it yep this would be three weeks to the day and here we are but bananarama here's something that you shouldn't do when you're in a group of people let me tell you this (laughs) never question or yeah, that's for lack of a better term. Question whether person A or person B or person C actually listen to the show. Because you're going to be shocked about the responses. And then you're going to get stuff thrown back at you about the show. Wait, Life lessons, guys. What happens? Life lessons. What happens? <laughs> <laughs> Who did you piss off? <laughs> was, was Todd there? Fucking Todd. Hey, Todd. How's it going? Hopefully, you've had a good week in Tennessee. Guys, it's been a while. So we're going to do a round table. Phil, how's everything? How's the life of Phil? Uh, it's good, you know. Catching up on Lego. Catching up on collections. Um, a lot of Star Wars. I'm, I'm living the Star Wars life right now. And Animal Crossing. Like, what can I say? <laughs> so here, here's the thing. It's been a while. Phil, what is new and exciting in the world of Animal Crossing? 
nothing. <laughs> it never changes. Saturday, yep. the dog shows up, plays a concert. I get annoyed. That's about it. You send me screenshots with hilarious captions. Well, they all come to me, and they want me to name myself or give them, like, these little catchphrases. So I don't know what Nintendo look at or don't, but I suggested that they call me Bumplug. And (laughs) it's caught on for the whole island now. So everybody's calling me Bumplug. And um, the one tiger guy... Uh, I gave him a catchphrase, a jizzy, jazz, sticky spaz or something. So he combines all these words into sentences, and they're really gross and odd. And they come up to me randomly, and they'll go, hey, bum plug, how's it going? I also installed toilets all around the island, and the people use them because <laughs> they're there. I love it. I love it. So you got to find your sense of humor with the game. Yeah, clearly. Clearly. Here's something. So I was scrolling, you know, seeing what's going on. And I think, you know how in the past, Phil, you and I have always talked about the reason why I don't collect anymore, especially why I don't want to go near Lego. Just I don't have the space. I don't have the room. I don't have the patience in case something happens to all of my belongings again. But. I think I found the next Lego set that I'm going to buy. Oh, and I it's... think it hangs on the wall. Yes. Well, <laughs> it could. So yep. it's the 2,363-piece Batwing from Tim Burton's 1989 Batman. Yeah, it looks like a good set, man. I want it so badly. Uh, I think it's November 1st. Happy early birthday to Boris, indeed. I want it. Yeah. I'm going to get it. That's a good set. Uh, I I actually follow the designer of that one on Twitter, and he said that that was the challenge given to him three years ago, was they asked him to make a Lego set that you could hang on the wall. Oh, that's so, beautiful. Bippity-boo, you can hang a Lego set on the wall now. Yep, there you go. Here's another thing that came up in this conversation that I just remembered. Apparently... <laughs> I love how you guys are like, Boris, just shut up and let it go. Apparently. I, I, I know this. I'm ready. Apparently, I have a podcasting voice. Yes. Did you I, not know? I don't. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I should have. Thanks for the backup. <laughs> what, what do you want us to say? You don't? <laughs> I don't think I do. I don't talk. Like, yeah, I add pauses and things like that, but I don't have, like, a podcast voice. Sure you do. So is Tyler. So, Boris. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's your voice. It's, it's a good one. And you, you kind of add that dramatic opening, and you sound like you're introducing a wrestling match or something. You kind of got that panache today. You're a little low-key. But, you know, some days you come in screeching, man. It's like. The dude with the, you know, like, let's get ready to rumble guy. Let's get ready to humble. (laughs) Oh, this next conversation is just going to go ass backwards for me. Oh, thanks, guys. Anyways, Tyler, what's new in the world of Tyler? So it's been a good week. Um, 
I'm back to full time and like a bunch of money that I have been chasing and after for ages from clients that owed me money all came in this week. So it was one of those weeks of like, glad I'm back to full time anyways, because this could put a problem in my CERB. Uh, but yeah, I got a bunch of money this week. So our, the wife and I are looking at getting some long put off purchases done. Uh, we sold a car, so we've downsized to just one car. So yeah, we're just doing great over here. Um, in addition, I did possibly the unthinkable, and I canceled my Disney Plus subscription. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, I'm out. I'm, I'm out. He's out. He's out. They might get me back, but I'm out. He's out, guys. Oh. He's out. Yeah, just sign also, up with a different canceled, email address later. Also canceled Audible. Also canceled some other like recurring stuff. Feel feel free. Audible is good. Before uh, you know, I have I personally have no issues with Audible. I love Audible. Love their company. And now you can find yep. the It's Canon podcast on Amazon Music. Oh no, I love Audible. The issue I have right now is I have 275 audiobooks on Audible because I've had it for like nine years. Yeah. yeah. And I like to, I just need a break. I need to get through some of this back catalog. Yeah. Because, and again, this sounds like a bit of a sales for, for Audible, but like your Audible credit once per month is for anything. So I have a couple of like 80 hour books in there. Yeah. Like if you get Jerusalem by Alan Moore, that's 60 hours. If you get the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, that's 180 hours. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> No, I I've got the same problem actually. I I periodically like uh, like hold my Audible because mm -hmm. I've just got like especially now that I'm not commuting. Yeah. So that used to be my primary consume time for books and things like that. Now it feels like I have to dedicate time to listen to a book, and mm -hmm. you know you just don't do it. And man, oh man, the cre the 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 titles rack up. I've probably got yep. a similar amount just keep coming and they don't stop coming i mean to the credit of audible like you just pause it and they go cool and you can come back whenever which is just like yeah. oh that's a delight yeah i i also know <clears throat> this may be a life hack and considering our new overlords at amazon um but uh one thing that i've done is i've just said look it's just too much i don't really want to spend 15 bucks a month right now it's just something, you know, you go through that purge and then they go, well, how about um, we give you a couple credits for free and uh, we'll reduce the price to seven bucks a month for like six months. Yeah. I'm like, OK, deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes it's sense. funny, their little algorithm and how it kind of tries to retain you. Right. Oh, the it, retention. Knows. Yeah. it knows. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I we we used to have a meat subscription. and I canceled that because I have a place called Meat Terminal now. Yeah. Which I love. It's just, yeah, feeling good. That's awesome. I will say that for if you're if you have some extra money right now, now is the time to buy stuff though, because everyone is like in a panic. I think that most retailers have gotten word from up on high if you're part of a big chain that lockdown two electric boogaloo is coming. Because I was <laughs> at Best Buy today, and I was looking at a TV stand, and the guy goes like, "I can get you the one up from that." for 30% off. And I was like, no, I'm good. He's like for 40% off. And I was like, I need to go. Cause you're starting to freak me out. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, 
I've noticed on my Facebook and other social media feeds where people are now starting to talk about, you know, the hysteria buying the mass purchases at grocery stores. Oh, it's, it's starting. It's starting to feel like we're in February, March again. Um, you know, it's inevitable that we will be in some form of a lockdown. Um, you know, unfortunately, politics and business is going to take over. So it'll be interesting. Interesting to see what this second lockdown is. But yeah, a lot of stores are prepping. Um, you know, I, I I've noticed this myself. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where we end up in a little bit. Um, I can say this. Toys R Us has an excellent selection of Star Wars stuff. I told <laughs> it's you. like nobody's buying toys, man. Bill, yeah. and I told you, it's insane how Toys R Us has ended up with a lot of these American exclusives. So, like, oh, not only time. is Toys R Us still in Canada... But they're the ones who are actually supplying us with all these, ex like, Target exclusives, um, whatever, like, uh, uh, con exclusives and things like that. Yeah, I got an exclusive Cara Dune pop figure. I got an exclusive, uh, you know, my big Boba Fett replica helmet, the, the Black Series. They actually made one that's only carried at Toys R Us, or it's an exclusive um, limited edition of the, um, the prototype helmet. So it's all white. Yeah. Huh. So it's really nice looking. It's really nice. So make sure to, you know, before the, the second lockdown comes into effect, make sure to go out and check out your, your geek stuff that you might want to put your helmet on instead of a mask or something. I don't know. Exactly. Phil, you said you brought up one thing, and that's actually something that I'm trying to find numbers on because uh, it's something I want to talk about uh, in a little more detail. But we'll bring it up. And that's, you know, you don't consume a lot of your audiobooks anymore because you don't have um, a commute anymore. So yep. this is hurting a lot of, I guess, audio media. Even podcast numbers are starting to go down. Um, I've gotten emails from friends. Well, sorry. I've heard from friends that I know listen to this show. Um, and thank you. And I've gotten some emails from listeners. Thank you also. And they've said, hey, we're a few episodes behind, blah, 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 but I love what you're doing. Like I said, I, I've talked to some friends face-to-face, -face, um, and they're like, hey, I'm a few episodes behind. Talked to another friend, and he's like, you know, I used to commute three hours a day, so listening to your show was super easy. But now that I don't, you know, I don't have the chance, and I listen to it in small, like, like, um, like smaller increments. Nippets. Yeah. So, you know, it's just it's 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 something fascinating for me to actually see happening. Um, and, you know, our numbers have been consistent. They haven't been consistent to when Tyler and I were running the show a few years ago. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I know that I have to rebuild the audience. I know that some people who used to listen to us are starting to come back. Um, but, you know, I've seen consistency but then also remember that we restarted the show in the middle of the last lockdown so i you know i can't use our numbers as a as a good um baseline mm -hmm. for 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 this uh what do you what do you think about that tyler i i 100 see it i mean it's it's 
across the board, we're seeing this this drastic change in consumption patterns. Um, I I also have been doing a thing called Dragon Action News, which is just short little, mostly funny clips for the for the store I'm running. And um, one of them was we talked about changing consumption patterns and that like even as economies have opened up, television watching is bananas up across the board. Um, television here, including like Netflix and, and your various streaming services and movie consumption across state, like the same streaming services is not making up for that loss from theaters not being there. So we're seeing like a, a drastic reshaping in how people are consuming media of all kinds. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to also find out that YouTube numbers are bananas up because I know, you know, if you're just around the house and you're doing some working or whatever and you don't really need to pay, like if you're doing data entry, even put on a video or something. So I'd be interested. But yeah, across the board, people are changing their consumption patterns. And that's just going to be part of this. And I don't think it's going to go back entirely i think that podcasts are gonna get rejiggered i mean i think a lot of people are gonna start doing what we do at this household here and that's you have it on while doing chores yeah <clears throat> i i see that too i i think there's um it's just planning to make time for it for me driving a car and listening to a podcast or a book is just natural i'm able to to multitask that but if i'm doing my work at my desk, it's easy to put on a podcast in the open air and have it play in the background if I know I don't have to be on on a call or something. But it's much more of a dedication if I put headphones on. Then I feel like I have to listen. You know what I mean? Like I can only I feel very committed at that point. So I think consumption habits will change. I think they have been changing, obviously, because the 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 reverse is true too, where to what Boris was saying. And that is that people are listening to a lot of podcasts more and more as they run out of television shows to watch as you know, that, that wall on Netflix is there where you, you feel like you've seen it all, despite the fact that they launch like 70 titles a month right now. But there's a lot of people who want original content and, you know, I thank them for listening. Yeah, oh, totally. the, the other thing that I've actually noticed as well is, you know, myself and these are my habits um, it's, I haven't been giving new podcasts an opportunity like the podcast that I, so I don't listen to any geek podcasts anymore. Um, I don't want to be influenced or copy anything or whatever. Uh, so I try to avoid geek and geek world podcasts nowadays for the most part. Um, but you know, I haven't really given a new podcast an opportunity to come to the roster uh, just because, like, I have the podcast that I listen to. I don't have the time that I used to have. Like, I'm not in planes. I'm I'm not in trains, planes, and automobiles anymore. <laughs> um, so for me, like, it's I just have a limited time now. And the podcast roster that I have right now is the podcast roster. So I haven't really been giving new podcasts an opportunity. So, you know, if other people even come close to kind of like the... Uh, habits that I do, you know, I'm fairly happy with how even this show is doing, and it makes me actually appreciate everyone tuning in, listening, giving feedback, whether positive or negative, um, you know, a lot more. Like, I really 
do thank everyone, especially now when the world is burning outside, quite literally, um, you know, that they listen to, you know, Phil, Boris, and Tyler muse about geek and geek bullshit, which at the grand scheme of things is meaningless in life, but it is entertainment, and I feel like entertainment is something that we all need right now. Yeah. The feedback that I get from a lot of friends who listen to the show and, and some sporadic fans and whatnot is that <clears throat> they're they're out of their podcast roster, they're really getting tired of some of the, the big trends, and that is a lot of politics that they're listening to, and they want to get away from that. And then the true crime stuff, because it, it just seemed like that was a tsunami of podcast type, and there's good and bad with everything. And they seem to give me feedback anyhow that – they like that we're an informal kind of chat with friends, you know, that, that type of thing about stuff that they don't really have to be too, like, sweating their brow over. So, you know, it's, it's great. Yeah, I think on that, the ones that are going to be doing really well, I'm predicting here, is that the ones that are like the scripted audio dramas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 you know, I mean, whether it's through Welcome to Night Vale or whatever. Uh, I think those are going to do really well, especially when they kind of got that weird uh, approach to them. Coming back really soon is season three of um, BBC's Lovecraft adaptations. And I think with Lovecraft Country on the air, like that's going to hit mm. in October, like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And I've already been re-listening for it. So, yeah. but I still drive. Yep. You know, the other thing, and this is something that I've even considered just thinking about timing um, and I know that people have pause buttons, but, you know, would someone be more willing to listen to a podcast in 15-minute spurts as opposed to, you know, like what we have, our 90-minute episode? Hmm. I, I think it depends on the customer, because personally, yeah. I hate 15-minute bits. Yeah. But I'm I'm driving, right? So 15-minute uh, bits means when I'm driving, I all of a sudden have to be like, stop let's deal with this okay now i gotta like mm-hmm. yeah well yeah. a, a lot of a lot of people listen to us at 1.5 they yeah. speed through so they don't have to listen for the full 90 because apparently we speak slow enough that they can do that yeah that's actually one of the reasons why sometimes okay i do have a podcast voice fuck you <laughs> <laughs> got it i was gonna say that's why sometimes i do slow down the conversation I even stop myself sometimes because, like, naturally, I'm a fast talker. So I do have to actually think about when we're doing this show to slow down because I know that oftentimes people do, um, you know, do the 1.5. And I've listened to podcasts in 1.5, and sometimes it's inaudible what's going on on the other side because it's just too much going on. Um, and this is why, like, you know, it's... My biggest pet peeve is when hosts uh, start talking over one another because in 1.5, that just becomes impossible to follow. But here we are. So one thing that I did notice, or yeah, one thing I did notice, I got the email and I just wanted to formally announce, even though the service is not available in Canada just yet, We have been approved, and we are up on Amazon. Uh, So a few months ago, we got an email saying, hey, you've been chosen as one of the podcasts that we would like to have on our feed. You know, go through this and sign away your life 
Um, and I was a little hesitant at first because they did have a clause saying that you are not allowed to disparage and speak ill of Amazon and any Amazon subsidiary or else. So there was a lot of negative feedback coming from a lot of podcast hosts. Um, There's a message board that I found of a bunch of podcast hosts and people were just livid, angry. And um, long story short, within like 48 hours, Amazon said, Mia culpa, we'll remove that. Um, Carry on. So, yeah, so you can now find us for our American UK, and I forget where else. Uh, you can now find us on Amazon. So there you go. That's pretty cool. Yep. So let's talk about double standards because this is a news item that bothered me a little bit this week. Um, just because of the optics of everything and where the world is at, it you know it bothered me on a fu- in, in in a very fundamental core level just because it's kind of funny about how double standards work and i think you guys know where i'm going with this um do you guys hear my discord going off and off and off i think i just heard it okay anyways um so what i wanted to talk about was chris evans and his mia culpa from earlier this week so Earlier in the week, I don't even remember what day it was, Chris Evans, by accident, on Instagram, posted a picture that was a little more revealing than Instagram should allow. And the right away, everyone was like, oh, that's okay. Chris Evans is awesome. There's nothing wrong with a little male nudity. He's awesome. Look at him with all these pets. Look at how great he is. Look at how fantastic of a person he is. What was this picture? Was he naked with dogs? Like what are you talking I, I don't about? I don't even know. No. Forrest is saying separately that he's been like oh, oh. he's been accepted. Yeah. Okay. Um the the photo was kind of thing you would send to you know one other person who you were interested in seeing naked in the near future, and you were of the understanding that they were interested in seeing you naked in the near future. Yep. Jeez. So Come he on. sent the he he sent a schlong shot of himself, <laughs> but instead of using before. the DM feature. He posted it on his main feed. And then, again, the reaction was, oh, it's okay. People make mistakes. Shit happens. And then the internet and Reddit started posting pictures of him with pets. Look how great of a person he is. This is an outstanding guy. You know? And I'm just looking at all this, like the feedback, not the picture. And and I'm like, (laughs) and I'm thinking, this world has gone mad because how many times do women have their pictures stolen from God knows where posted on the internet and they are slut shamed. They are called whores. They're called idiots. They're called morons. It's their fault for even taking these pictures. It really just 
pissed me off. And Jennifer, these double standards. Jennifer Lawrence comes to mind. Sorry? Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence comes to mind. All of the quote-unquote hashtag fappening phenomena that happened back in 2014, uh, they were all uh, slut-shamed, called idiots, called morons. No or very few people actually defended all these women who literally had their personal property stolen. But yep. yet here's a guy who on purposely by accident, on purposely sent, wanted to send a picture to someone, posted it in a public forum, and it's like, oh, it's all cool, man. People make mistakes. What do you think of this, yeah. Bill? I, I, I mean, the, the response to Chris Evans, and especially the, the willingness for a lot of people to, like, help, um, help drown out what happened in internet noise... Is what I wish like the default response was to this kind of mistake, right? Like, that's what I think should have happened. Of of any time someone makes that own stupid mistake and they did it, and, you know, oh well. The 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 targeting of women before for the fappening and shit was insane. Yep. Like, for how many people? I was listening to a podcast this morning talking about the obsession people have with stopping child pornography and child sex trafficking when the situation is not nearly as bad as the average person believes compared to like actual crimes that they underestimate the value, like the, the impact of is mind boggling. Yep. Yep. It's crazy. Mind boggling. It is mind boggling. Phil, anything to say? I I saw a little bit of well, nothing of of the actual picture. I saw a little bit of the internet noise about it, and I just went back to building my razor crest. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like Chris Evans penis. I I don't want any part of that. And it, it's just funny to me the the whole celebrity aspect of it, though. I guess yeah, that celebrities even contemplate engaging in that type of behavior. Like you know what I mean? Can you imagine like? Let's just extract the fact that it, it he put it out there to be consumed or, you know, by accident, whatever. And I agree with you about the double standard. It's not fair to women or any of that fappening crap. Um, I get it. I'm, I'm politically on side with all that. I just can't believe that Chris Evans is Chris Evans and he's got to send a dick, a D-pick to some girl. America strong. Like, like holy yeah. crap. Like, that's I Captain mean, America's butt, you know? Like, I, mean, I don't know. I, I get where you're coming from on that point. Chris Evans is a bit notorious for when he's not doing the marketing thing, he does everything he can to not be part of the Hollywood like lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. Like he lives out with his family in the middle of nowhere. And he has said like, it is very important to him that he goes to his family because they don't treat him like Captain America. They treat him like, Oh, it's Chris. Remember Chris used to lisp when he was a kid mm -hmm. and it's, it's, you know, Oh, Chris, Chris has that weird thing where he says, I don't like it because he's had that since he was a kid. And he says that's really important <laughs> for him to be grounded. And now that you know Chris Evans says, I don't like it, you'll find it in his videos. And he says oh, it like doing other things. And it's hilarious because someone will oh. ask him a question on like a, on like the Captain America media tours. And he'll just go like, OK, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea what the guy's like. That's good insight as to, you know, you, you you don't know because he he can play the egotistical asshole really well. 
Um, So it's difficult to figure out who the real Chris Evans is. It's difficult to figure out who any real, I guess, celebrity is. You know, it's challenging. To that point, in my mind, Chris Evans is his character in Knives Out, which is probably the total opposite of how he really is. But in my mind, that's how I picture every celebrity. Yeah, and the Scott Pilgrim Chris Evans. You yes. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I get this, this, this. Like he's letting out on those, on those, uh, on those uh, movies. So that that was my impression of him. But uh, good for him. Uh, he sounds like a nice guy. It's too bad he posted a picture of his dingus for all of us. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, I think people have got to walk it back and and dial down the hate towards the women. And whatnot, who maybe make the same mistakes, or you know, I I don't condone anybody going out there and raiding or hacking shit to get those private pictures. But everybody, just be careful. Yep. All right. So, ten days ago, nine days ago, I did something, guys. I watched Uh-oh. a movie at home Uh-oh. from Disney. Oh. I don't know what this is. I watched Milan. So, to give our awesome listeners a little bit of background, when I was younger, I'm sure I watched bits and pieces of the cartoon, but I know as a fact, I never watched it from beginning to end. So, last Friday, that's exactly what I did, is I watched... The animated version of Milan first. And then I watched... I know. I know. And then I watched the live action 2020 version with Fat Jet Lee. And yeah. (laughs) What are you doing with your life? (laughs) Accosting friends. Annoying people. Using my podcast voice. That's clearly all I'm doing with my life right now. Oh, man. I, uh, and how was it, Boris? <laughs> so, for the past several days, I've been thinking about, what could I say about Mulan? And you know when you're a kid, and people tell you, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all? Mm-hmm. I'm sticking to that. Is that for both Mulans? No. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Take a step back. Animated. I loved it. Fucking loved it. I enjoyed it. I felt like singing and dancing away to some uh, Vanessa Williams music. Yep. It was was great. I loved it. Yeah. New one. Eh. You know, let's, and, and right now, let's take away from any political stuff around that movie. You know, like, let's not even touch that right now. Just from a movie point of view, it is, it's a not good movie. Um, It's trying to be Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon meets Disney meets, I don't even know what. It's trying to be too much at once. It's not anything of substance. And it hits it, sorry, it misses a lot of the marks because, you know, a lot of these Disney movies, here's the thing. They could have called the movie, you know, Girl Who Dresses as Boy, Girl Who Goes to War, 
and it probably would have done better. But the fact that it got the Mulan moniker, I think hurt it a lot more because people with these Disney adaptations have a preconceived idea of what the movie is going to be like. But this movie almost felt like an entirely different experience, entirely different movie, and it just it just wasn't Mulan. And you have to remember, like, I had zero going into this. Like, there was no nostalgia. Like, I had 10-minute nostalgia moving from movie to movie, right? So <laughs> it wasn't of... And I felt a little disappointed, so I can only imagine lifelong fans and kids and people who have been waiting for this movie since March to watch it, ponying up 35 bucks Canadian, 30 American for this movie, and thinking, wow, what did I just watch? Yeah. You know, yeah. <clears throat> we have a friend of the show, Got A Minute Reviews. And that's James. And he, he basically, he started back up and he does these reviews on Instagram and on YouTube where he reviews a movie in one minute. And that's what basically he, he came to a very similar conclusion. And I valued that and avoided it. <laughs> that's, that's all I can say about it. I, I feel bad for the fans. Yeah. Because it's, it's clearly a, a different product than, the original was um i hear here they skip over vast parts like a lot of stuff happens very quickly and then like seemingly nothing happens for a long time it's just a not a well-paced movie it's not very forgiving for the audience to try and be in that world and engage properly it just sounds like another disney you know boardroom disaster got it you're Disney, you gotta have another boardroom disaster. What are you gonna do? Not do it? You gotta. <laughs> it ma it makes me worry about stuff like Black Widow and oh and my god, a lot of the other properties. I've been saying this since Age of Ultron that Disney's meddling is going to be the end of this like amazing Disney run that we've seen because Disney for the mm. longest time, could do no wrong. And then The Last <laughs> Jedi came out. And now, since then, I feel it's like, what can Disney do right? Yeah, it really is on them now. Like, it, it's Jared Leto and Tron 3. Like, the stink is thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like, it's <laughs> crazy that it's, you know, it, and it, I feel it's their meddling. Disney obviously wants to control every aspect of it, and it's gotten to the point, and like I used to say with Tyler and Kyle back in 2015, is that, you know, for example, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Studio movies, we had a streak of a few movies, you know, Avengers 2, Ant-Man, um, you know, where... Creative differences with directors sometimes led to major changes in the movie sometimes led to the directors leaving. Um, and it's because Disney just wants every, like they, they need to control every aspect of these movies. So they're not allowing the creatives to be creative anymore. And yeah. it's mm -hmm. obviously hurting them. We saw, you know, Lord and Miller and solo. Uh, we've clearly seen it with, um, 
you know last jedi is a bit of a different one because it was just meddling on every aspect from it um you know from kathleen kennedy to ryan johnson to jj abrams laughing in a corner somewhere you know disney can just needs to just allow the creatives to be creative and with this you know you know here's here's a beautiful segue um daisy daisy really what has she been saying you know for the longest time disney has trying to been trying to sell us on the fact that the palpatine uh um, lineage oh yeah you know it was always there guys we've been planning this since day one Little did yeah. we, little did they think that you know once contracts start ending and people yeah. start turning around and saying, "Listen, this is what actually happened," you know, so mm-hmm. it just goes to show the dysfunction that is Disney right now, and it's absolutely terrifying that again, like all of these um, properties that we hold near and dear to our hearts are just being so mismanaged to the point of near destruction. And I'm not trying to paint like a horrible picture, but let's be honest, Star Wars in 2020 is in a much worse position than Star Wars in 2005 after the last trilogy ended. Yep. It's it's tough, you know, like we have the TV stuff, obviously. There's hope, but we hear the rumors on that. Hey, Phil, 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 Phil. Would some say it's a new hope? <laughs> it is a new hope because I, I think that, that, that the show wasn't expected to do as well as it's, it's done. You know, they cleaned up some Emmys yesterday. It's, it's, it seems it seems like the only wellspring of, of goodwill in the star Wars universe right now. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't know where they're going in the movie, in the cinematic end, but it's a good idea that they take a break. And I know that that's what they're doing, but I also worry about Disney when they do take these breaks that they overthink stuff and then they attack it wrong. If they, you know, they get anything wrong, they got the force awakens, right? And then it just went downhill from there. Well, I, I, I don't know if I'd go as far as Boris did as saying that it's in a worse spot now than at the end of the prequel trilogy. Because I think that we have a lot of us looking back at the prequel times with some nostalgic goggles of our own right now. Because I yep. remember people hating it back then. And you didn't have The Mandalorian or you didn't have uh, uh, Rebels or Clone Wars to soak that pain. You didn't have Fallen Order, which even if you didn't like it, like is a decently reviewed game. It had yeah. good sales. Yep. And uh, they're obviously making a sequel for it. Yep. And we, have that, new, we have that new Squadron game too. Which other than out. the microtransactions looks interesting. It's got a good price point. Yeah. It's got VR. Yeah, right? I, I don't know if I'd go as far as saying that we're in a worse place than we were. I think that, I think that to their credit, Disney's not doing as bad as they were. I think we're also a little bit warped by how, how bizarre the online noise machine is. Yeah, you're right. Right. Cause, cause you know, what is it? The, the kid who played young Anakin 
quit acting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that killed careers for people. That trilogy. Well, yeah. you can find Hayden Christensen like at uh, Phil's comic book to- or uh, no Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Serious. He walks through there. Well, in pandemic world, not so much. But he walks through our mall once every two weeks, approximately. He shows up at Toys R Us, and he signs Darth Vader stuff for people. If they if they buy it and give it to him, he'll sign it for him, take pictures, whatever. He's he's happy. I don't think he's doing much acting. He does an occasional movie yeah. and whatnot. But Tyler's got a good point as well. I I, you know, here here's the thing. We can doom and gloom about Star Wars, right? We can listen to the internet. We can do all that. But I'll tell you right now, this week I bought uh, the Boba Fett helmet. I Mm -hmm. bought some of the 40th anniversary six-inch carded uh, action figures. I I found a Luke Skywalker that sells on Amazon for over 60 bucks at Toys R Us for 30. I picked that up. I picked up some Star Wars Funko Pops, and I picked up some Star Wars Lego. Everything I've bought fan-wise. I've, because it's one of those waves where you, I'm trying to get it before it sells out for Christmas or the second wave of like what we talked about happens. I just wanted to have this stuff in my stockpile so I can build it, whatever. And all my money went to Star Wars this week. All of my spare cash and anything that I had dog-eared for collection went to Star Wars. Yep. And that goes to Disney, right? They, they started up their movie rewards this week. They started letting you, uh, they, they started sending you uh, products again so i got the rise of skywalker official movie poster it was down to 400 points for a one day only sale and i got the rogue one teaser trailer poster for a thousand i've just got disney points that i needed to use and that's how i collect all my theatrical posters is i just get disney to send them to me for free yeah. so as bad as everything is man oh man they're making some good coin and and producing a lot of crap for me i guess you know this is the difference between and this is a much larger conversation, um, fan perception versus creative perception versus, at the end of the day, the dollar signs, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. I I I'm... still, I I know Rise of Skywalker is not a great movie, but I still put it in and watch it because it it's the end of it all. And I, I like the finality of it. Like, whenever people come to me and they go, I haven't watched it. I heard it's terrible and all that. I'm like, it's not an Academy Award winning film by any stretch of the imagination. It's got some big problems and it tried to solve some problems that they perceived the previous director put in there and Rian, right? Like just what he did. But it's still the end of Star Wars. If you told like six year old me standing there at, at watching The Empire Strikes Back 40 years ago, if you told me then, like, hey, man, when you're when you're 46 or 45, Star Wars is going to release the last movie and it's going to be over and all that. I would have been like, "Oh man, I'm so happy I get 40 years of this." Yeah, you're right. You. All right. Even if it's terrible. Yeah, even <laughs> if it's terrible. You're, For you're what right. it's worth, I'm also I'm trying to pull up something really quick to kind of put a bow on this. I was trying to pull the old diamond numbers for dark horse and my Google foo is failing me. Um, but it is worth noting that, you know, uh, people are reporting that like the star Wars comics are also selling good. They really are 3.3 million total sales in 
2019 across all their issues. Um, yeah, yeah, IGN's it's, it's... even reporting that you know, it it the the move from there it is, there it is from IGN from last year. Uh, yeah, uh, when when Dark Horse owned Star Wars licenses, they would sell forty thousand copies, and Marvel sells a million. And it's the only comic book series that I'll read, aside from the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, is Star Wars. And at one point, I was actually caught up to all canon because I read all the books. I collected the comics digitally. They got my money. You know, they got my six or seven dollars for that digital copy. And I didn't care. I wanted to know, especially the Darth Vader series. Oh, that was a good series. Still is pretty good series. Um, yeah. And the clever thing of they brought back the um, they brought back um, not Portman, what's her name's character? Padme. Yeah, it brought back Padme's double. Oh, nice. For a nice little run this past year, so it was like Vader dealing with Padme's body double. Wow, that's got to be a, yeah, mind. It was a good run. It was a yeah, good run. There's another guy on YouTube that I watched Star Wars Theory, and he made a Darth Vader film, and he got in a lot of crap with Lucasfilm. Like, well, he he sunk up, uh, over a hundred thousand dollars into it, okay, of his money, and okay. there was a lot of rules that Lucasfilm put on him about him making money off of it. But it, yeah. I I strongly encourage everybody go out there watch it. Um, he's making a second movie now. He's upping his technology game and. Um, Go out and support that guy. He's Canadian, by the way. Um, but uh, it it was really eye opening. Some of the fan fiction is fantastic too. Like like Star Wars is so prevalent in people's lives. It's 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 truly an amazing thing. That's the last I'll say on it, Boris. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cool. All right. So, speaking of relationships, speaking Uh-oh. of partner. No, I'm not. Nope. Well, speaking of partnerships, here's one that I never thought I would ever see. Oracle and Walmart have created a new company called TikTok Global that will assume TikTok's U.S. operations. So in the 12th hour, in the final minutes, as (laughs) TikTok was ready to be banned or whatever the fuck banned means in the USA, Oracle and Walmart both teamed up to create this new company and they will assume control of all North American operations. So earlier overnight, a court uh, ordered that the ban not happen as they were reviewing the possible purchase. And here we are. Here we are. TikToks going to Oracle and Walmart. That's so weird. I don't know. Like, I know, I know my emotions when Tyler had told me Microsoft were teaming up with Walmart to buy it in that first iteration, and my mind was blown that Walmart's even playing in that space. Yeah. Um, to see them, I don't know. I guess that's been the the persistent rumor that Walmart's somehow involved. It's just weird, man. It's so political. I, I, 
you know, it's kids making dance videos and, and jokes on a video format with music. Like, I, I just, it's hard to get my head around why this is a national crisis, but. I mean, I can tell you why. <laughs> well, I'm I know honest. it's about data and tracking and, and you know, foreign governments that. holding stuff, but. Even without that, okay. I can tell you why. Um, it has become bananas important for political discourse amongst young Americans and young Canadians. Um, it's been a tool that young people have been using to get awareness on a bunch of issues. Uh, my partner watches a bunch of TikToks that are just literally various people explaining an issue in like 30 seconds or less. So it'll be like, why is this? People say this might be racist. Here's the dialogue is. And they go really fast. Um, and in turn, it like is leading to people becoming more politically active. And specifically, a lot of people who, who got their backing doing, you know, whatever, have been calling for direct political activism. Um, and... Uh, you know, it, it, social media's impact on electoral politics has always been a mixed bag. I mean, it ranges from how loud online Bernie or Busters were compared to voter turnout never materialized to what it seemed to be. But if you look over in the Arab Spring, it was incredibly important yep. for, for raising awareness of issues and for organizing. And it looks like a lot of people are using TikTok to organized politically which is why even if you put aside the data side of it um it is more than just that um there's even even the people doing dances are doing political mm. impact stuff. so uh, you know well, I, I think it's worth considering that has an impact i i don't the the, the thing is though is it's people's platform to do with as they please if they want to politicize it then that's fair if people are watching it and enjoying it or gaining something out of it there's nothing wrong with that right it's freedom yeah. of speech it's freedom of expression it, it's it's you know just getting that voice out there um i just don't like i just don't see why the government needs to be so involved you know what i mean well, like, like I, I get the privacy stuff i do i really do but isn't that just augmenting yeah. Like it's it's just it's so political on that side. I don't mean political like there's political discourse or coordination going on. It's just the policies of just trying to target, you know, another country or whatever. But so, it is what it yeah. is. Like, I guess they feel the need to regulate it. They've gone out and they've done it. I think Bike Dance came out and said they didn't even care if it got sold or not. They would have just killed it. They would have just let it die in the American marketplace. So yeah. I hope they get it worked out because there's a lot of people whose livelihoods are, you know, deriving money or fame from their TikTok accounts. But it'll be, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how this new deal works and if they change their monetization, I was going to say scheme, their, you know, strategy, strategy um, based with this new deal. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of unknowns still. The um the purchase has been accepted, whatever that means, by the president. You know, 
but there's still a lot of loops and holes that they have to go through. I'm sure SEC filings and whatnot, but, you know, there's still a lot to go and happen, but, you know, the app won't be shut down anytime soon, and you have new American overlords who will be able yeah. to do what they want with it. So, because... Yeah, so... Of, go ahead. Yeah, on that, because I think it's important to... And, I, and on American Overlords, is a great moment to jump in on it. <laughs> um, one of the rumors that's making its way around K Street and stuff to put on the political hat, and I love this is after Phil said, yeah, a lot of people are happy that we're getting away from politics. And like, nope, instantly. But Larry Ellison, the CTO of oracle and its co-founder openly supports trump's trump yep. has given money to trump's campaign has photo ops with trump yep. and trump has has been caught allegedly on hot mics saying that he just likes all these people on tiktok uh going against him yeah well the the issue is it, it all got kicked off from his tulsa oklahoma rally Apparently yeah. that's the one where nobody showed up and they had to dismantle the stage outside and all that stuff. You know, never mind that it's during a pandemic or whatever. But the kids on TikTok were using TikTok to buy up and sell information and basically placehold themselves as attending that event. And thus nobody showed up because those people had no interest in going there. So that angers Trump. What does Trump do? Hey, he's best friends with the Walmart guys. He's best friend with the Oracle guys. Guess what happens? You know, and I think he would have been okay with Microsoft, an American company. It's just that bias is baked in, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's it's a mess. Um, I think it's worth reiterating kind of what Boris and my Boris and I have said since the first edition of if you're a content creator, you gotta be careful whatever platform you're on because you don't own the platform and you're always gonna be at their mercy. Look at thank thank you Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you Amazon. Thank you Spotify. Thank you Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> etc. Oh man! So from one mess to another mess, and it's another mess that we talked about earlier this week, and that is PlayStation Five pre-orders. So my favorite quote of the week is one sentence. And one sentence only. PS5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother. <laughs> no shit, uh, Sherlock. No shit. And this is coming from someone who did get a pre-order in. Myself. And here's the thing that really confused me big time. And that's the fact that seemingly these pages just went live without telling anyone and you basically have to be one of those people who are always monitoring your email to see hey ps5 ready for pre-order now get it while it's hot you know um technically speaking the pre-order should have started on the 17th (laughs) you know but technically on the 16th overnight as we were podcasting, Best Buy, Walmart, Amazon, GameStop, EB Games, etc., all made their PlayStation 5 pre-order page live. And by the time that they were supposed to go live, 
they were all sold out. So PlayStation put out a quick tweet over the past few days, or just yesterday. Yesterday. And it reads as so. Let's be honest. PS5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother. We truly apologize for that. Over the next few days, we will release more PlayStation 5 consoles for pre-order. Retailers will share more details. And more PS5s will be available through the end of the year. Now, flip side with that, this is the one time I will be giving Microsoft a lot of kudos. And that's because their pre-order window starts on September 22nd. And my favorite tweet of... Wow. Tweet of theirs is pre-order September 22nd. Worldwide launch in 36 countries. November 10th. Hype. 9,000 plus. And then in parentheses it says, Don't worry. We'll let you know the exact time pre-orders start for you soon. (laughs) I know, right? But here's the thing. Phil, you and I, or the three of us have been talking about this the past few days. Um, because I know both of you have uh, actually, I know Tyler has attempted a pre-order and that didn't go smooth. Um, Phil, I don't know exactly what you're doing, but here's here's kind of my take on all of this. If PlayStation Five and their consoles are all gone, I believe that a lot of people, and you guys can give your opinion on this, I believe that a lot of people inevitably buy both systems but if they were planning to buy a playstation 5 at launch via pre-order and couldn't they're just going to try an xbox now so i feel that the hype of this next gen console whether it be microsoft or sony one doing really well and selling out will just benefit the other one in the grand scheme of things bill Go ahead. I think you're right. Uh, I can, I can definitely say that I thought about buying the PS5 and just seeing the painful process that it is, and not being the guy that signed up to the email, you know, pre 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 order with whichever retailer. I just thought, you know, I'll just go get a console when it's out, you know, that that type of thing. I'm just going to take a break. I'm not going to buy a PS5 this year. I'll go on record. Maybe I'll buy one. uh, I will buy one next year. The console that I'm thinking about buying would be the Xbox Series X. And this is my reason for it. All of the PS5 titles are going to be available on the PS4. So the new Horizon, the new Miles Morales game, all that stuff can be played on the PS4. All right. So... I'm not going to miss out on anything there. There's not a lot of backwards compatibility with the PS5, apparently. They avoid this topic like the plague, and it's where Microsoft jumps in. In the Microsoft world, there are actual benefits to having a Series X and having the older games because they're going to refresh them with ray tracing and everything else. So I'm going to be able to buy my Cyberpunk 2077. Maybe I'll get it for the Xbox if I do actually get my hands on a console and enjoy the ray tracing and all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to be able to play Horizon 4 with ray tracing because there's a special version coming for that. Gears 5. All of these games that I actually do enjoy playing on the Microsoft platform, it's making way more sense 
Microsoft strategy as a consumer right now for me. I know we make fun of it a lot, but actually seeing the substance of what they're doing and then being able to finance the console, even in Canada, they announced this week that you're going to be able to go to your e- your local EB Games and transition your Xbox Game Pass into a monthly payment for the next two years that will pay for your Series X and you don't have to put a dime down. It's just going to bill right off your, like, come out and say 40 bucks or whatever the amount is each month for the next two years and you're walking out with a brand new console, which I think is a, a fantastic strategy. And it's good for EB Games. I noticed that my local Microplay, they haven't even done, to their credit, they haven't even done any pre-orders for the PS5. They announced that they're so screwed on stock that they're having a lottery to see which, if if you can win a lottery to get a ticket to buy one of the five different packages that they're going to have available. So that's, it's just a circus. I'm not participating in it because they're going to end up, well, now you have to buy that model. You're going to get the discless model, but you're going to have to buy it with two controllers, a headset, and a camera. You know what I mean? They're going to force me into bundles. And screw that as a customer. I just want my console and my controller, and I'll, I'll go and, and let the console speak for itself. I'll buy that shit for sure, but I want to buy it one at a time or when I want to. Tyler, you have any thoughts on all this? Yeah, I mean, so I wanted to get a point of clarification because I haven't seen this. Um, so is it is the reverse compatibility, backwards compatibility with the Xbox X that you can use an old disc and just put it in? Well, uh, I, I think Microsoft get into a dodgy game here because they promised on the on the Xbox One that you could do that. And you can, in fact, put the disc in. However, the game has to be decide like Microsoft has to have a translation for the game. It downloads it off the internet. It downloads it through their service. And then you can play that 360 game on your console. So it's okay. rather pick and choose. And that took like five years for Microsoft to do, to activate yeah. that library. So I don't know what exactly is coming out of the box with the Series yeah. X, like if there's going to be hooks like that. But I do know that certain titles will be ready day one with a 4K or 8K version. Okay. So because I mean, the Series X right now apparently can outperform the Series. This is where it gets really tricky, guys. Okay, the Series uh, Series S does worse performance-wise than the Xbox One X did. Hmm. <laughs> So they're really muddying the waters with this S. And as well, there's a lot of grumbling out there on the, in the world that due to the lower RAM size in the S series, it's going to cripple game development for the X series because now they have to develop for both consoles, which means that they're going to have to be mindful of the fact that that lower RAM exists and the architecture that's in there might be different than the series X and they're not allowed to brand the game Series X only, stuff like that. It, um, it's going to hurt Microsoft a little bit on that front once people get their hands on consoles and start complaining. Yeah, I, I, I think that's going to be a major concern. And I'm looking, and they're saying 
607 games from the history of across all Xbox is is the backward compatible game library right now. Um, it is to the Xbox's credit they are saying that you can um, keep your game saves, add-ons, achievements, and gamer score. So conceivably, if I can track down my information for my Xbox Live, I could actually get a bunch of my stuff back, which would be nice and neat. I would appreciate that a lot. Um, uh, for Sony's point of view, like everyone's reporting that it was largely bots that that, that made things a hundred times worse. Mm-hmm. Um, Walmart, I think, I'm surprised this didn't get on Walmart more. Because Walmart's tweet announcing it was for sale was literally like, oh, yeah, that's not us. Go pre-order it now. And it's just like, what is happening here? And I feel like in a normal year, if it wasn't COVID and like legal cases weren't going to take a bajillion times longer than normal, I would not be surprised if Sony would have in a normal year sued over this. Right? Because you're breaking release dates. And... I mean, from Sony's point of view, they've got to be very frustrated. Um, this this piecemeal made it easier for bots because people can program and get them ready to go and uh, account for these these layered rollouts. Because it was de facto, it was layered rollout across multiple people because they all had different specific time releases. They are saying more PS5s out by the end of the year. My local store has has not taken up pre-orders yet. So who's to say? Who's to say? It's also yeah. worth knowing that Amazon has sent a bunch of people emails saying that, hey, even if you, we let you pre-order the PS5 on Amazon, we can't guarantee you're getting one opening week. <laughs> yeah, I read so, that. So, like, I guess, I guess pre-orders don't mean anything anymore? No. It means that, hey, you bought it from us. And we'll send it when you get it. Or you'll get it when you get it. Yeah. It's like the old Seinfeld bit. You don't understand what a reservation is. I was just thinking that. <laughs> <Keep> the reservation. <laughs> but oh, you don't man. Keep I, the reservation. Yeah. I, I, I just don't want to play in this anymore. Like, I really don't. The more, the more I see how retailers are acting, the more I see... And that's not a slam on microplay or anybody else who's who's trying to come up with new different ways. But they're basically pressure tactics to get you to buy a bunch of stuff you don't want to buy, which is already always through the roof on a console launch. They want you to buy a lot of crap. They want the games. They want they want the markup because they're they're a low markup item, especially, you know, when when they're this fresh and this hot. Yeah. It's uh margins are tight. I get it. But I don't want to play that game anymore. I really don't. Like, I've got, you know, it's seven years old, but I've got a PS4 that does pretty well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it, I, I don't feel, and here's the thing too. It's not like graphics are going to be hugely better. It's going to be stuff like the ray tracing and the puddles and the mirrored surfaces and stuff like that. That's real time rendering. I don't know. Like, I'm just like, I'll I'll definitely get it. I, there's there's gonna be the minute I see it, I'm gonna want it. But I'm just trying to cool the hype train down for myself, I guess. Yep. Yeah, I hear you. I get I'm it. gonna I'm gonna try for my local place, and if I don't get it, I'm still to keep an eye out. But I'm I will then transition to your camp. I really want one at launch because 
um, in at a time of financial difficulty, I had to liquidate. I had to sell my 360, my PS3, and my Wii U, and my television, and some other stuff a few years back. Ugh. And I finally, like, my finances are good enough that I was ready now. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, I've set the money aside. I'm ready. And I had, yeah. Yeah. Here we Exactly. I get it. It's fun. It it is a fun time. It is in it is intoxicating. I I remember the feeling. Mm-hmm. I was when I was driving back from the mall this morning. I remember when I had my PS2 and I bought a, a EB game oh. up in the mall, oh. and I just remember like it, it was sitting in the car seat beside me and yeah. looking at the beautiful box and the blue and and all that stuff. Just so eager to get it home and open it up. And I was, it was, it had just rained outside and I was driving and I drove through a puddle and the puddle splashed up and nailed this guy who had his window down (laughs) and his girlfriend and they were all soaked and he's like pissed at me. And I'm like, I wasn't even paying attention. I'm like, I'm like making googly eyes to my PS2 sitting here in the seat. Like, so exciting. Don't worry about you. I got to make it with my PS2 box. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. But it's 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 the hype is real. The hype is real, and it went off the rails this week. Yeah, it was crazy. Well, like Wednesday, Thursday was just insane. Yeah, it's it's also the it's it's the bots and the scalpers, right? Because there's yeah. so many already up on eBay. Yeah, yeah. The same thing happened with the Switch too, right? Like, I think True. I I saw something where Walmart was like advertising that they had the Switch in stock, and they're selling it for seven hundred bucks or something. Sure. Like. I'm just like I thought this shit wasn't allowed like, well, to to be doing that. Remember, especially Wal- from a retailer. Walmart's website runs the same way Amazon does, where it's not necessarily Walmart being the vendor, so it's third party who Walmart doesn't yeah. regulate. They don't moderate. They don't see what they're doing unless you report them. Um, so you know it's you know I'm not trying to forgive Walmart. But I'm just saying it's not Walmart the one who's um, raising the price. Yeah, to it's not. Price. It's not a good look for a corporation. No, it's not. God, oh no, no, no. It's again, it's not good. It doesn't look good. The optics of it, like I get it, I understand it, I understand what's happening behind the scenes. But you, you log on Walmart.com.ca. Whatever, and you see that something that should be selling for three hundred bucks is selling for seven hundred bucks. You're like, fuck you. What the fuck? Yeah. Like yep. I, 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 it's down to the point now where for online stuff, I'm either going to look at Amazon and I pretty much have filtered that it's only going to be prime or stuff that's locally warehoused in most cases. Um, oh, you can do that. Or yeah, yeah, you can, you can go through and tune it, but as well, like my relationship with Walmart is I walk to store, does store have it? <clears> I buy, <throat> like, I'm not playing around with these games anymore with these app trackers and all that crap. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like what these companies are doing. Best Buy does the same thing. They have all these different like marketplace sellers and stuff. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's just weird. It just feels sketch. It's like going to a garage sale at a Best Buy. I don't like it at all as a consumer. Yep. We got a few more things to talk about. So we're going to jump into movies. We're going to jump into the ever delaying schedule of movies so last week phil tyler were talking about wonder woman earlier this week black widow is going to be delayed from its november time frame 
to who knows when. There is some rumor that it will be moving into December. I personally don't think it will because you have Wonder Woman 1984 already in December. You have Dune Mm -hmm. already in December. So I do not think that they're going to want to put three major blockbusters all in the same few weeks, especially when you consider that the last two weekends of December are typically blacked out because of Christmas and vacations mm-hmm. and holidays and yada 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 so i can see black widow being moved out to next year variety is also reporting that the upcoming pixar release soul um was going to be released theatrically there are now rumors that it's going to be moved to disney plus but disney is refuting the rumors but they did say that it's unlikely to be released on the currently scheduled date of November 20th. I can see, like, this whole Black Widow thing has got to be hurting the Marvel brand as far as the shows, as far as future movies. It's got to be crippling. I can see Sony, or sorry, Disney making the play, and it's being speculated out there on the internet that the Black Widow will be a Disney Plus as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to get things going. like, And they might pull this $30 shit again. And if they do, they're going to get my money on that one. Yeah. That, one's a, that one's a no-brainer. Like, I, I'll want to buy into that hype. I want to see what's going on. It and Apparently, they are thrilled to crap about Mulan and the performance that it's doing. Um, well, that's their, they, they're saying. Yeah, this is their spin. I, I agree, but they're they're basically touting the line that they that this is a viable thing in these pandemic times for these movies. And yep. they took a low performer like Mulan and they're pitting it against new mutants and they're looking at numbers and they're going, Mulan's just running away with it for them. What happens if we do a real movie like Black Widow that has demand? Yep. Right? That has a, a huge fan base. And it's in the can. It, it, the other problem is, is that they're losing money because, like, let's face it, like, Disney doesn't just sit there, even though I know I just gave them a whole bunch of money, but they don't sit on a mountain of cash. They diversify their funds. They have debts. They have, you know, all this stuff. They have to finance these films. The longer they sit on these films, the more that, that those finance costs build up, too, because they have to pay people to pay them to pay, get the budget together to put... 200 300 million dollars towards the movie so they're making payments on money that isn't being made for them yep so they need to get these things out like and that's every studio right like they're all these movies are financed yeah Mm -hmm. so what's interesting is the whole mcu i think 2020 right now we are at a point where if black widow were to be delayed one more time then 2020 will have zero entries into the MCU. Having said that, I believe that earlier in the week, Disney said that WandaVision will for sure be coming out by the end of 2020. So we'll see what happens with that. And that show looks very interesting. And that's the TV show that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Sticking with Disney+, Plus MCU news... 
uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is now officially in production. We have mm-hmm. been getting some early pictures and leaks of the set. So that is going forward. Disney Plus has also cast She-Hulk, and that is Orphan Black star Tatiana Masal- Maslani. So that's a really cool thing. Go Canada, go Toronto. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. The internet has been fairly happy, which I'm shocked on. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, I think that I think they're too busy with cuties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I... We're not, anyways, not even going near that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> yep, getting out before Next we get topic. in. Um, so af- back to movies, after coronavirus scare, the Batman has resumed production. So star Robert Pattinson has reportedly bounced back from COVID-19 and Warner Brothers has confirmed to Variety that the Batman has fully resumed production. Work on the superhero movie had ground to a standstill earlier this month after recent reports that star Robert Pattinson tested for COVID-19. I'm not going to make any bat jokes right now, but here we are. <laughs> and they're back in production, so that's really good. Um, the Batman is still expected to be released October 1st, 2021, with two planned sequels and a spin-off prequel series on HBO Max. So we'll see Already? what happens. Th- Sorry? Not even out yet. I know. Well. Just let, like, it's what if it's a stinker? It is what it is, man. There's a boardroom that says it isn't, man. Yeah. We get to see Bruce Wayne's parents get killed again in no, a show don't. on HBO no, Max. We won't. <laughs> we won't see it. The HBO Max show is basically Batman's year one. The Batman movie is year two. We're not, like they've said so many times that we're not going to revisit the origin story with this new series. <laughs> I hope. It's it sure. You're saying that, but I'm willing to bet we're going to be sitting in damp, moist theaters being like, God damn it. Why am I watching the Waynes get gunned down again? Yep. Oh, man. Sticking with Batman, seeing the Waynes being shot. They're, you know, they have gone as far as to say, and this is something that we've been saying for years that the Flash standalone movie, The Flashpoint, is essentially going to redo the entire DC Extended Universe. Cool. If at first you don't succeed, reboot it until you do. Yeah. Speaking of reboots, and I know this is something that we haven't talked about, but it's something that came up. And that's another movie... That's going to get the director cut treatment with the new ending, oh. with the new um, canon, and that's Uh-oh. The Godfather Part 3. No. And it has Just also been confirmed by Variety that The Godfather oh. Part 3 new edit, complete with different ending, will be released in a dank and moist theater near you. Counter proposal. Counter proposal. 
Let it die. Kill it if you have to. Yep. I I don't get this. That so world is movie, weird, man. I feel old. The movie Godfather 3 has now been retitled Mario Puzo's The Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone. Oh Spoiler my god, alert. and it has multiple subtitles? Yep. Oh, man. So this achieves the original vision that Coppola and screenwriter Mario Puzo had for the movie. Hey, you know what? I guess there's a passionate fan base out there that would want to see it. If that's what turns a crank, then go for it. I've got that bad flavor in my mouth with uh, as we always discuss with the Schneider cut and all this stuff, and this just plays into that. I don't think it's a great idea, but I don't know. Maybe there's some, you know, I know there's a lot of diehard Godfather fans out there. Uh, Good for them if that's what they enjoy. You know, it might be a good, great way to revisit it. And I don't know. It's not my cup of tea. (laughs) I think it's just at that point, it's of that age that you just let it, you let it be. You let it rest. Yep. All right. And last but not least, I wanted to talk about Netflix's, um, I guess, hidden gem that they got from YouTube, Cobra Kai. (laughs) This show I watched back when it was originally released, and I loved every second of it. Anyone who would listen, I told to go watch. And people are finally listening that it's a lot more accessible. Cobra Kai... Follows, you know, um, the Karate Kid. And it's a, almost a spoof within itself. You know, it just reeks of 80s nostalgia. And the first two seasons are currently on Netflix. Cobra Kai Season 3 arrives sometime in 2021. Have you have you guys watched this? You know what? I, I actually did kind of catch the hype train on this one i started watching the first episode and then i went out and i haven't watched the original movie in well over 30 years all right like maybe i don't know since it was probably in the theater was the last time i saw it so i've forgotten almost everything except for those iconic little meme moments you know wax on wax off that kind of crap yeah I went back and I watched it this week because it was on Netflix as well. And the soundtrack's on point. <laughs> it, uh, it's actually kind of funny. Some of the things I found it to be a really interesting watch. It, 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 it was a much better movie than I remembered. And it ends really abruptly. Yeah. <laughs> and that ending is just, and boom. Yeah. Like a lot of things on kicks them done. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So it was it was it was interesting in a just watching that movie, watching how it plays out, watching the characters. I found it was very touching. Um and then I went and I watched some more Cobra Kai and it started getting a little too karate kid in my head. And I, I, I'm taking a break from it right now, but I can see the appeal. I I, I I know where it's going. It's not hard to figure out where these types of things go. It's just it's the same problem that I had with Riverdale. It's just the dramatic end of it just starts to get grating for me. I'm just, you know, 
oh, I don't have my car. I know it's at Ralph Machacho's place getting fixed up. And, oh, man, that guy, he's got everything. And I got nothing. And uh, I'm just like, come on. Like, ah, it's a lot, man. Tyler, are you watching this? I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it so much. I, I, it's, I, I'm the first to admit it is unreasonable how much I hate that show. And I don't even have a really good reason. I just, I tried, I, I, I first got exposed to it by, by the marketing. And I don't know if you guys remember the marketing when it first came out, but it yep. was like, oh yeah, this is for real men, not the piddly little like wannabes from nowadays. <laughs> Guitar riff. Um, <laughs> that's what the marketing was. It was like, men today are too weak and soft. And I'm like, oh. I watched half of the first episode and I couldn't even do it. Maybe it gets better. Sure. I'm fine. But I hated it so much. Yep. I can't do it. All right. But like, am I am I wrong, Boris? Was that not the original marketing? No, you were. It was like it was, it was a it was a Doritos Mountain Dew commercial. <laughs> oh man. Yep. I don't know. I, have you guys have you guys been watching uh, Raised by Wolves? I know Tyler and I talked about it a little bit. Yeah, I, 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 it's heavy. I can't, I can't watch too much at once. Yeah, yeah. I can only watch like it's one episode like, at a time, thankfully. Ugh. But I, yeah. I, I've been watching them as they release them, so I'm getting like a Friday night is two episodes for me, mm. and um, I'm really catching the the drift of it. I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. It's weird though. Yeah, definitely weird. Mm. I'm, 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 I'm more so fascinated as a as a fan of Ridley Scott about the interlinking of the timelines, I'd love to have a big picture because apparently Blade Runner is set in the alien timeline as well as aliens, obviously. And now this is obviously hugely implicated into there. Like we're talking a huge span, but I just love the artificial theme, the, uh, the Android theme. I love what they're doing with it i love that it's kind of like gloves off and ridley scott's it looks like he's getting to do what he wants to do yep. instead of doing what other people want him to do yeah phil how are so, you up to date with ted lasso i'm not up to date yet i missed the last two episodes okay so i'm, those I'm, are the last I'm two looking ep- forward to it last two episodes of the season so ted lasso Original Apple TV Plus TV show about your average American coach who goes to England and becomes a skipper of an English premiership team that's on the verge of relegation. And essentially, it's Major League, the movie Major League about the Cleveland Indians, but with footy instead of baseball. Yeah, and there was... Do you guys remember, um, what was it? Fever Pitch. Yeah. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. There was, there was, that was based off of a movie in England called Pitch Fever. Yeah. Which was all about a guy and his relationship to footy. Yeah. And, and whatnot. Like it was a direct, a literal translation <laughs> into American culture. I get that vibe from Ted Lasso too. It's going the other way. I like it. It's funny. It's great. Great to throw on, have a beer, you know, have a pop, and uh, mindless humor, but really intelligently written. It's got that soft spot. I don't know. I'm getting old. 
Tyler, are you watching any of that? The Ted Lasso? I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> I, just, I don't even know what. Like, I'm just like, oh, they're saying words. Oh, here, here's the thing, right? This Jason Sudeikis, right? He's a great actor. Sure. He's the guy who punched his baby Yoda in The Mandalorian. Yeah. In the Stormtrooper outfit. And it was funny because I saw him on Conan, or one of the night shows, the talk shows. And he related the story that he totally forgot because they had filmed it so long ago. It, it, it slipped his mind. You know, it was such a great experience. He got to play Stormtrooper. They said, yeah, punch his bag. You know, yeah, that was really funny. And then this cultural phenomenon of Baby Yoda. And then his social media blows up one day. And he's just like, what the heck's going on? And everybody's like attacking Jason Sudeikis. We're punching Baby Yoda. You would think he punched the like, real baby. Holy crap. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. It That's... just seems so him. It just yeah. seems so on brand. Exactly. All right, Phil. It's that time of the show. How about you tell all of our awesome listeners how they could get a hold of us if they so wish to. Hey, you can find us at www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, really anywhere you find podcasts, you're going to find us. Hopefully soon on uh, Amazon. It's coming to Canada, believe me. So if you like what you hear, make sure that you smash the subscribe button. And uh, the show is not possible without listeners like you. So please get in touch with us. Lend us your ears. Give us what's going on in your geek universe. And we will talk about it. That's exactly it. Because this is the It's Canon Podcast. The podcast where we talk about all things video games, all things comics, all things movies, all things toys, all things books, all things TV, all things everything. And the best part of it all is, is that it's all in canon. I'm Boris. He's Phil. The other guy's Tyler. Goodbye.